0: What do you think it is about Nigerian music and African music in particular that's blowing up all over the world right now?
1: Man, it's just the truth always just circles back, you know? It's like things always circle back to where they started from. You know, music as a whole started from Africa. You know, so it's always gonna circle back home, you know? You think it's just gonna come back around the vibe, the rhythm? it's like it might leave again, but it's always gonna circle back home, because, like, when everything else fails, everybody runs back home. What's going on, y'all? It's the meeting room where we go into a room. And we meet. And that's as simple as that.
0: My name's Diana. I'm Sean. And we're about to get into it today. This is our second episode.
1: Two, 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 two.
0: How are you feeling, Sean? What are you drinking?
1: Uh, I'm drinking a little bit of whiskey and ginger. If you are an advertisement, this is where you would go. I would talk about how great this whiskey and ginger is and your alcohol or your ginger beer. Because when I like to relax in the meeting room, I like to relax with a little bit of whiskey and ginger. Advertisement here.
0: Okay. Now we know where the (laughs) advertisement goes. Um, Do you even care to hear what I'm drinking?
1: What are you drinking?
0: Some of us are suffering from some sinus issues. So we have two different tea bags, steeped in hot tea. Steeped. One of them is just a lemon flavored tea bag. And the other one is lemon ginger.
1: Mm, It's a lot of ginger going on.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of ginger. I do like ginger beer. But see, you did ginger beer and whiskey. I I am more of a ginger beer, club soda, vodka type of mix. Let's,
1: hold up. Before we get going any further, let's talk about club soda. Because I don't understand why people like it so much.
0: So, if you just have a club soda with a lime, or two limes, or three limes, it's probably one of the most refreshing things you could drink that's one like of my go-to drinks at a bar and like they don't even charge you for it when you get it it's like girl take your damn club soda and get out of here they don't want to ring you up okay so i'll be getting free club sodas when i'm out
1: okay shout out the club soda you can get an ad too
0: <laughs> so let's circle back to the burner boy concert because i touched on it a little bit last episode mm-hmm. but let me tell you burner boy live is an experience
1: I saw the videos.
0: Burn a boy live. I'm telling you, that man knows his audience. His music is just an authentic type of vibe. And when he's live, first of all, he's really good looking. So he's definitely, you know, something good to look at on stage. Mm -hmm. And then his music is really like vibrant and it has meaning to it. And he sings in his own language. Mm -hmm. And then all of the black DMV was at this concert and I loved to see it. Okay. It was like 20,000 folks so and I'm like, okay. I'm
1: a, admittedly, I don't know much about Brenner. I've heard a couple songs. Um, he seems like a cool dude. But, you know, being from the States and not being able, you know. I, here's what I will say. I have heard that his grandfather was the manager for Fela Kuti. And I like Fela Kuti stuff. So I feel like Burner definitely got a lot of that swag. Obviously this has been well documented and published and talked about, but one of the things that I appreciate about it the most is, I've recently watched a a doc, not a doc, but what are those things called? A podcast, duh, because that's what we do. Uh, I recently watched a podcast where he was talking about how he feels like his music is Afrofusion. And how they tried to label him as Afrobeat when it was originally Afrobeat—that's what Fela Kuti. Used to oh make.
0: right, okay. I've definitely heard about this distinction.
1: Yeah. So, but I also feel like it—the the music is a great way for the the diaspora to connect because in so many ways we are disconnected. You mentioned the whole Black DMV being out there. And I think, you know, when you make music that's vibrant, it speaks to us.
0: I just feel like when you look around and it's literally all of Africa, it's all of... Say that one more time. It's literally all of Africa from African descent, from wherever you are now. I felt like everybody was there. Everybody was vibing together. Like, I'm singing his songs. I don't even know what half the words mean, but I like the music. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can relate to it. And it's just like worldwide. He's very much worldwide. And yeah. I mean, again, I keep saying this. Bruno Boy is not a, a a bad thing to look at. I mean, he looks really good. He takes his shirt off halfway through the set, and I was he was loving. Stunned. I was loving every minute of it.
1: Mm-hmm. He was objectifying him, man.
0: But what? Excuse you. <laughs> but what is crazy is I went to his concert in 2019 when he was performing at the Fillmore. For those of you who don't know, oh, wow. the Fillmore is like a small venue i would say small to mid-sized venue but it's definitely it's a mid-size for like venue. mid-sized venue it's like standing room only really right. but it's here in silver spring maryland so around the dmv area in 2019 september 2019 a bunch of us a bunch of me and my friends went to the concert and i cannot believe we were paying like what 40 bucks to to go see him then
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was still putting on a damn good show because everyone was like that was one of the best shows i've been to right then to see him at the Capital One Arena, the biggest arena here in DC, mm-hmm. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter like twenty thousand tickets were sold. Yeah. For an African artist, that's big. That's major. That's
1: huge. Nah, he sold out Madison Madison Square Garden. That's that's major.
0: If you see the YouTube footage, like of the Madison Square Garden concert, mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta see this man live again. And mm-hmm. I didn't even care how much money I spent. Tickets were like what, one fifty, one sixty for the mm-hmm. Uh, floor seats I was like bet I have to see this man I have to be close to him hmm. I mean he was it was phenomenal
1: so I want to ask you a question because you mentioned that all of DMV was in there and being that you know you are uh, a Washingtonian uh transplant but okay. you know we, we accept you into the community um and me being a DMV DC native. Thanks, Mo. All right, cut. The podcast is <laughs> over.
0: <laughs> I got no, another way to slide for real, that in. But okay. For real.
1: Um, what, having been in the city for as long as you've been, what are some of the things that you have noticed about the city and what keeps you here?
0: Okay. So I will say, When I moved to D.C., 21 years old for law school. What year was this? This was 2014. 2014. And I was so excited because I was coming from Dallas. I was so excited to be going to a big city. D.C. is like a big city. It definitely has a big city feel. And I don't know how to explain this, but like being in D.C. makes me feel important. Mm, Like you're walking by the White House. Yeah, you're walking by the White House our law school was next to the World Bank. I'm, like, walking in front of the World Bank. I'm, like, this is where they do World Bank shit. Mm. And, like, I felt really important being in D.C. I felt like I was part of, like, history in some sense. But I also remember telling you, it's so funny. I remember telling you, like, damn, I haven't seen this many black people in a city, like, ever. And then you were, like aren't you from Africa? Like, aren't you from Nairobi?
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I was like, wait, 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 you can't just come out there in uh, context, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You, yeah, you were basically saying like, wait, what do you mean? You've definitely seen this. Right. But I meant like being in the U.S., I feel like I've not been in a city where I see so many black people like out and about moving around. Like part of this is like the fabric of the city. Hmm. So I will say I feel very comfortable in D.C., but I'm well aware that I am a transplant. Mm. I think I should be considered a local by now because You're a local. You're I've been not. here for eight years, been eight years, and I've been to every quadrant, and I've been to every corner of every quadrant. Mm. And I feel like
1: so because you. So here's what I'll say: I think that when I'm learning about is that because when I first started, when we first started law school. I was not used to various types of black people. I was only used to like one or two. Like you was either in suburbs, hood adjacent, or you was in, you was, yeah. I really wasn't used to so many different types of black people from different parts of the world. Okay. And coming to law school, like one of the first things that not blew my mind, it's gonna sound crazy, but like, even the people who are African, like my friends who are African, and, or first gen, uh, people, shout out Isaac, shout out Tasha, um, I feel like, I had never met someone who wasn't from the DMV, so hadn't been fully ingratiated into our culture, so when I met you, I was like, like, how do you know about, like, these old biggie songs, these old, Beyond, like not Beyonce songs, but
0: like, P O P P A No, <laughs> okay, go on.
1: I didn't. I was like, "How do you know about that?" And he was, and you took offense to that because he was like, "Do you? What'd you say?"
0: I was like, "It's not like I came from the jungle, like swam my way across the ocean. I'd never heard a big Obviously, song before."
1: But you gotta understand the context in which hip hop back then was. I had never, for me, it was like. Yo, y'all listening to hip-hop over there at that time, at a young age? But obviously your story is...
0: Yeah, I mean, my story is a little different because I moved to the U.S. when I was a kid. I mean, I did my entire education here. I moved permanently to the U.S. from Nairobi, Kenya, one of the greatest cities in this world. Shout out Nairobi. Moved from Nairobi, Kenya when I was six years old. So, like, started second grade here and just... This is where I've grown up. And, I mean... It definitely wasn't like... I mean, I was so young that I don't think I would even have known if Biggie was playing in Kenya in the 90s, but I would assume he was because we were listening to Michael Jackson and we were getting like... I mean, we were still getting the same, same type music. of content that you guys were getting here.
1: But I think, I think for me, what it did was it actually exposed where... It exposed my horizons. Um, last episode, we was talking about just how my horizons expanded and listening to people like Burner Boy or uh like Tim's or Whiz Kid and getting into Afrobeat or Afrofusion as Burner Boy says, um it, it was like, oh this I can connect with this even if I don't know the words. I feel something and I think in a way we're starting to see this this mesh of our cultures in various spaces, like a lot of guys from the UK come over here and they play parts that would they play parts where we connect with those characters, like Franklin Saint or like
0: I know you love that show. What show is he in? Wow,
1: it just blows me that you okay, never put up Snowfall. That's,
0: yeah, okay. I told you I watched like the first three episodes of the I remember I, I
1: remember but I listen, go on. the scene when but with oh, him he and fine him,
0: though. Okay, go on, go on, sorry.
1: The scene with him and Leon, where he was like, uh, uh, I forgot what he said, but you know the scene, in the car. Like, well,
0: if it was past episode three, I wouldn't know the scene.
1: Okay, you wouldn't know the scene, but people listening, they know what I'm talking about. It's the scene pretty much where he is like, what does he say? He's like, uh, he in a car with Leon, and you know they're going through, and he's like, I built this, me. Brick by brick, and i would be damned if I let you tear down just cause you don't like the way your mother nigga talk. And the way he
0: <laughs> If y'all saw the way he just he just acted that out, I mean
1: No, because it was so it was so no, that performance was Oscar worthy. And we're just seeing the meshing of our culture in so many ways. You got people like Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton and he played that role like he will forever be one of my top actors for playing that role.
0: No, that was a great movie. That
1: was a bomb movie. But we're seeing our cultures mesh in ways that I don't think our parents or our grandparents really saw. So like, you know, we sharing culture and and clothes and and learning about the beef between Nigerian Joloff and Ghanaian Joloff and we realizing like, oh, we a lot more like than we thought. And I feel like that's that's dope when you think about an expansion how our culture is growing in significance and importance somebody like Burna Boy who is the you know connected to someone like Fela Kuti but can then sell out Madison Square Garden like that's huge. I don't know of another African artist that is sold out Madison Square Garden.
0: But I feel <clears throat> excuse me, but I feel like it's even like a natural like you want to know more about mm-hmm. the way our histories connect and our ancestry Mm -hmm. connects but also we're so like we forget like we're all from the same continent we're from the motherland there's just like things that are innately in us that you can't wash away and i think that's why sometimes like it resonates like you don't have to be west african to understand afro beat or afro fusion music Mm -hmm. that shit sells globally it does and it's the black communities in each of these countries that are making that shit sell Mm -hmm. and i just feel like it's so authentic. Like when Burner's on stage, I feel like it's so authentic. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's real instruments. He's feeling each song he's singing. Like mm-hmm. he puts his stamp on Damn, it. Man, I don't
1: want to go see
0: him. Let me tell you, next time, get your Burner Boy tickets. If he's coming to a show, or to a city near you, there's a show mm-hmm. coming up in your city, you need to go because it was a great show.
1: So speaking of the blending of culture, um, I actually am curious to get your thoughts on this. How you feel about uh, Ghana opening up their doors and saying, "Hey, If y'all come over here. We're giving y'all citizenship." Because listen, the way the U.S. is going right now, I might, you know, might need to slide over there and be like, "What's up?"
0: I feel like it's very much like a beautiful thing. I I remember like two years ago when they had like the Year of Return, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "I'm going to Ghana." I'm like, I think that's great. Like, I also feel like for so long maybe I would say like maybe our parents generation or the generation before theirs is like you're not really sure like you hear so much about the black the black people in another place and like mm-hmm. you hear stories and maybe you're thinking like Africa is still a very poor place and like no we're developing pretty damn quick on that continent. Mm-hmm. And it's like Ghana's like, you know what? A lot of people have their roots you know back here. And why not give you the opportunity to touch back and reach back and see what you can yeah. discover about yourself coming yeah. back? It's
1: it's I feel tough. Like that was
0: a great opportunity to like extend a branch to people and say there's always a home. Right. For you you do belong somewhere. It's
1: it's it's tough because you get into I think for us, obviously growing up, we always our view of Africa was so limited. Like I know the, the biggest joke, and we're not going to say it because we dead in that, but you know the joke I'm talking about that was often talked about, not just people from Africa, but if, that, if I wanted to make an African joke, that
0: would be the one. I feel like there's two mm. that I have in mind and we don't have to repeat them, no. but I will say I heard them when I first moved to the U.S. and I was like, I don't even understand what that means. So if somebody was trying to clown me when I was in second grade. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like I didn't understand the joke, so you couldn't clown me. But
1: Yeah, but it... it To us, our view was so limited. We had no... I mean, you get take movies like Coming to America, for instance. Those movies, we clearly weren't so familiar with one another. And I think the dawn of the internet really changed all of that. Because, I mean, not to be funny, but Kanye West comes out with Diamonds Out Forever. And Blood Diamond comes out. And now we're like, Whoa. Shout out to Dimon Hansu for no reason at all, except that to me, Dimon Hansu, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly.
0: I just know his face, and it's good looking.
1: I think really it's G Man Hansu. G Man Hansu, he was in Gladiator and he was in Blood Diamond. And when I saw him, I was like, wow, he seems like not only a great actor, but a great person who I would want to talk to and meet. But I feel I feel like he is out the way and represents, you know, his home well. But him getting the spotlight, people like Idris Elba getting the spotlight, um, and more and more movies that highlight the injustices or the beauty of Africa highlight the similarities between us. And then of course full swing into Wakanda. And it's like, man, I'm trying to go to Africa, bro. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to wear the pants. I'm trying to do it all because it feels good to be us. It feels amazing to be us. Um. So yeah, at some point I'm gonna go back. I, I definitely wanna go back.
0: So time. what are the top, like what countries on the African continent are you really interested in visiting?
1: Um, Let's give a good
0: two, three, four, five, but I hope I know what the number one country four. is.
1: Well, I gotta go back and get my uh, my home, uh, citizenship from Ethiopia because you know
0: you really do think your ancestry is in Ethiopia.
1: Uh, listen, I was at this African Peoples Forum last week Child. with a bunch of okay. a bunch of Ethiopians, and everybody was looking at me like, like What's Wait, up? Wait,
0: a bunch of what? Ethiopians. Okay.
1: They were looking at me. I was going to say, don't East say African, Ethiopian. East Africans. Listen, see, this is why we're here, because I'm trying to learn. Oh, I'm sorry. And actually, you all, and...
0: You're right, you're right. Damn,
1: I'm trying to learn to come back. <laughs> Excuse me, because when I do show up, I want to... I'm trying to show up like... Muhammad Ali showed up to... uh uh, uh What country was he? did he go to? Zaire. You ain't never seen Ali.
0: No. I'm sorry, I... I was going to play it all For the people
1: who've seen Ali, there's a scene with Will Smith, probably his best movie, for real. There's a scene. I got to go
0: watch it. There's
1: a great scene in uh, in Ali. Because you know, Muhammad Ali, he went back to Africa for his fight against George Foreman. And when he comes back and he's going through the streets, they're saying, Ali, Bumaye, Ali, Bumaye, Ali, Bumaye. And he was just so, like, taken back by the love that he got. And it was just a cool scene, but... Our histories connect in ways that I think we're finally beginning to learn and see. And it's appreciative. So, definitely Ethiopia first.
0: I cannot believe you didn't say you would go to Kenya first.
1: Well, because I feel like I'm more, you know.
0: Wait a minute.
1: I'm Ethiopian on my mama's side.
0: Child, hold up a second. You would not go to Kenya first? First? First. Me, a Kenyan. Having been your friend this long, and introduced you to the rest of Africa, if I may, you know. Whoa, say. whoa
1: no, no, okay. that's a lot of, that's a lot. Okay, of, that's, no, that's okay a lot let me back it of, up yeah, a bit, cause I swing on. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, cause
0: me, one of your closest friends, a Kenyan, and you're telling me you're not gonna go to Kenya first. I literally set that up for you. I was like, which country would you go to first? You go to Ethiopia first. I got it
1: because I feel like that's where that's where I'm. That's where like we might not have been from the same tribe. Like, we might have been from neighboring tribes. You feel me?
0: Okay, I'm talking about Kenya, though. Why do you say you go to Ethiopia first?
1: Because Ethiopia is it's in that same region. It's in that same space. Why yeah, I would you family. not go
0: to Kenya first?
1: Because I don't feel like in my heart I'm Kenyan.
0: Wow.
1: I feel like in my heart I'm Ethiopian.
0: Okay. That's what I
1: feel like in my heart.
0: As my someone heart, who on my paternal side has Oromo ancestry. Right.
1: What's Oromo? So,
0: Oromo you know? is a ethnic group, it's an ethnic group that is predominantly in what is now Ethiopia, modern day Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. I mean I'm just saying that like now modern day because boundaries have shifted. But um, there are Oromos that live in northern Kenya. So Kenya and Ethiopia are neighboring countries. They share a border. And the
1: Oromos they travel.
0: Like well I will say this my from my paternal side, the ethnic group Is a small ethnic group in Kenya, and they are part of the larger Oromo ethnic group. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, as somebody who has like historical ties to Ethiopia,
1: that's why we bang. That each would other. be like that would be do. number
0: two on my list. But I'm saying I was born in Nairobi. Right, but
1: I gotta start at the center. I gotta start at home. But
0: hold on, if you're really starting though, you wouldn't start in Ethiopia.
1: I mean, realistically, because I'm not gonna go over there. Wait, it's but just ain't act- no
0: shade to Ethiopia. I'm just saying. I just thought because me and you are here and you're, and well, you're here here's with the a truth Kenya. You truth would say the first. If I
1: had the means and a person who would show me around,
0: bro, what are you talking about?
1: Me? You're gonna show me around Ethiopia?
0: I'm showing first. you around Nairobi. That's my right, home that's city. That's first. Okay. Right.
1: But I'm talking about me now because I don't have nobody else to show me around Ethiopia. Then I gotta, you know, I gotta use you to smuggle me in from the border. <laughs>
0: Disclaimer: I do not smuggle anybody in anywhere. Okay. Just want to put that out there.
1: So, but yeah, so uh, okay, so Ethiopia, obviously Kenya. It's
0: okay. Um, we'll come. We'll come second. On I gotta. Rest.
1: I gotta say Ghana as well because I'm gonna love do to tour. go to Ghana. I gotta I do love. it. Like I gotta start in the east, go to the west, south, come back up. Um, it's some other places like Ghana. I gotta go to South Africa.
0: I'm sorry, come again?
1: i got to go to South Africa.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, again, we are connecting to our history in ways in which we... I don't know... I, I, if you ask me, the only... I can't, without looking at a map. I'm not really sure of too many of the central countries in Africa. Because I feel like they don't get talked about a lot, but... Congo
0: is right in the smack dab middle of that country. Congo? Yes. The Democratic Congo. I, I don't really be Congo. hearing
1: Congo pop well, off like that. Well,
0: they're... Some are dancing to Congolese music and
1: right, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know much about it.
0: I was gonna say in Europe.
1: I know I black people. Let me tell you what we know. We know Egypt, and then my obviously not speaking for all black people, but what gets highlighted and talked about the most is Egypt.
0: I think um, you'd have a good time in Egypt because I I lived in Egypt for five months. So yes. okay, fair. I enough. mean, I had a great time, but maybe my experience was a very like naive experience. And when I'm saying naive, I feel like, I was 20 years old when I went to Egypt, and it was study abroad, and of course you're out, you're having fun, you're traveling, you're drinking, you're studying. Uh, But anyways, if anybody's interested in going to Egypt, Cairo was a great time. Really, yeah. honestly, like we traveled, we went to the Sinai, we went to the beaches. Like it was a good time. So Egypt is something I think I would go back to. It's right. a country I go back to. Well,
1: see, there's that you know we feel connected to Egypt. We feel like that's the that's the heart and center of it. Is that where obviously our
0: King bloodline is from? But, or? Okay,
1: I'm not gonna answer that because okay. you know I'm not even gonna pretend like I have those answers. But what I will say is that. Between, that's that's what we're connected to. Like, we feel connected to Egypt. We feel connected to South Africa. We feel connected to Kenya. Or we feel connected to Ghana and Nigeria because to some extent that's what we know. Like, West Africa, and and we only know what y'all tell us, what we hear from y'all. So we don't know much about Liberian culture, We don't know much about culture in the Congo or Chad or other places in Africa. We kind of like the U.S., right? Like, who really knows what's going on
0: in Mississippi?
1: Like, you know, New York, Miami, Atlanta, L.A., Chicago, and Texas, because those are the places that stand out to you. But Mm -hmm. I think that there there is a cool marriage of, of, like I said, of our cultures and what we're learning and what we do, and I feel like I definitely want to go, but if i I just want to go and be able to like immerse myself in it for real, like
0: I definitely feel like you should just pick a country and go, like I actually know some people are going to Ghana and who've never been to Ghana, like Kenyans, I know who're going to Ghana. Because um, they want to go and see, like, what is it about? They're Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And I feel like it's great. I actually don't think we do a lot of, in, in like, around Africa, we don't do a lot of travel. Mm. Like, everyone just goes back to their home country. Mm. I feel like if it's Christmas time, where am I going? I'm going to Kenya. If I'm right. not going back to Dallas, I'm going to Kenya. Right. But I just thought about it. It's like, I really haven't traveled around Africa at all. So I
1: have a question for you. Because you were supposed to dig into this. Because I asked you about this beef, and I really do feel like.
0: It's like imaginary beef.
1: What is the beef? It's not like East Coast, West Coast beef.
0: No, it's not really East Coast, West Coast. I definitely feel like the West, like West African countries have a more dominant presence here in America. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you meet a lot of people from Nigeria. You meet a lot of people from Ghana. And also I feel like there is a, there's a historical tie to that part of the continent already. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you hear more about West African countries. And then like in D C you got the Ethiopian population. It's mm. like I think the biggest population of Ethiopians outside of Ethiopia. Yeah, they
1: out they outside. Shout I out mean, to Silver Spring.
0: Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> around here deep. So it's like then I feel like in the D M V area people know about Ethiopian culture because it's very much in your face and it's everywhere. But
1: it's also people like I also feel like it's also figures. Like, people have heard the name Holly Selassie. They've heard Nelson Mandela. So, some of those... I mean,
0: I don't be seeing South Africans around here, though. I'll tell you that not, much.
1: You don't see them, but you know the name. And so, you are attracted to... Or at least you have some familiarity. Like, if I had to ask you anything about Idaho...
0: Ooh, they have potatoes.
1: Exactly. That's all we I know. I
0: love I don't potato. know
1: anything about Idaho at all. No disrespect to Idaho, but that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: do you think anybody from Idaho is ever going to listen to this?
1: Uh, I plan for somebody from Idaho to listen to this. I'm, I'm listen. Shout out Idaho, to everyone from Idaho. hmm
0: I love your potatoes. Right. Are all the potatoes in the U.S. from Idaho? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's a that's a fact I can look up for the next podcast. But I do love a good potato. You can make it into a mashed potato. You can do
1: a bunch of different things. You
0: could do a fried, like a, a French fry. You could do, I mean, literally, oh, my God, potatoes. Okay, but anyways, back to.
1: anyways, back to what we were saying. So, yeah, the culture is is growing and expanding, and I appreciate that because I feel like for so long, people in Africa or first-gen people who came here or who were born here, rather, um, only they had to sit and watch and appreciate black american culture whereas like like me and my girlfriend just finished looping it's the show with the guy omar sai or c and they're in france you're like oh it's black people that's in france and they really shout out to france hey i'm you know do it it's take one for the team no
0: well, they about to dominate for sure
1: didn't they win last year, last time?
0: Yep, they did. And like half their team is black. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really, we're talking about Africa here. So We ev- we,
1: we everywhere. Everywhere. But um yeah, I'm watching shows like Loop and You Put Me on a Top Boy.
0: I'm amazing. <laughs> What's good, fam?
1: Hey, I'm trying Pop to get on. my I'm trying to get my peas, yeah.
0: Let me say Top Boy. The earlier seasons and the new ones that are produced by um Drake and this producer producer uh, feature. If you guys are interested in any extras in Top Boy, let me know. But um, Top Boy is a great show.
1: It is. But, but I also
0: feel like it's it's like really, like I guess people say it's like really reminiscent of like a real life, like people are really doing this shit and.
1: Yeah no, but it, it for me it opens our eyes not only to um, other b- black people or other members of the diaspora in Europe or in in other parts of the in Africa or elsewhere um, it just helps to, to, to get a frame of reference and provide context because the more context you have the better you're able to say oh that's what it's like over there I might want to go over there like I never really cared to go to Europe but hearing about how many black people are in you know England or, or in France or in Spain or Portugal it's like man I should go just to see what it's like like completely you know quick little sidestep there's this new uh, this video with Chance the rapper and Joey Badass and they're in Italy Ooh. yeah and it's like dang that's what Italy, Italy look like I want to go and see
0: what it's like I feel like I'll be too big for their cars their cars look really small like can I fit in the back of one of those the Fiats I don't know but I would love to go to Italy
1: I would also now Italy is one place I would appreciate going. But just seeing us in the diaspora all over the place is is mm-hmm. dope. I actually and I mentioned this to you before, I do appreciate traveling because it helps to provide new context and kinda open up your your eyes into a bunch of different things. One of the quick another side stop that I was watching. You ever heard of a show called The Bear?
0: No, never heard of it.
1: Okay, so it's about this, like, chef in Chicago. I want to go to Chicago.
0: I love Chicago.
1: Yeah, I've never been. But, like, context, because it's, oh, what are they doing over there? How does their city look? What do they, how do they maneuver? How do they get down? And I feel like 2023, that's the plan, is to... Do a little bit more traveling.
0: Yeah, just book a flight and just sometimes you just got to go and see what's up. You don't so, have to have a plan. You just got to go. I don't need a plan. Okay, well, sometimes you don't need a plan. With the way things
1: are going, on, I definitely need a plan because, you know, I, I just can't get caught slipping and just end up anywhere.
0: That would 100% be me and I wouldn't even realize. Has
1: that ever happened to you?
0: Like, ended up somewhere I shouldn't have been?
1: Well, I know that's happened to you. I'm talking about travel <laughs> somewhere. And it was like, whoa, where am I? Because that's another thing that'd be our biggest thing. Sometimes we're afraid of the unknown.
0: I just feel like I always feel like if I know where I need to be at the end of... Like, if I know where my hotel is, I got Uber, I can check on my phone, I have, like, internet access. Like, I'm not really scared to go somewhere and just kind of figure it out. But you've been
1: traveling since forever.
0: I am definitely a seasoned traveler. But I feel like also I used to do solo trips and I don't think I can do a solo trip now. Like, at my age... I feel like when I was doing solo trips, like I didn't care and I wasn't aware of like dangers around me. Mm. And now I'm like definitely aware. I about taking. Like I went to Paris, France on my own. I spent like two, three days there mm-hmm. and I got lost on the train trying to go to Versailles and somebody helped me. I was like, thanks. But I just look like, I just look lost. I know I just look lost. Like I was confused. I thought I knew French and I got there and I was like, damn, I don't know shit. Like people were speaking to me aggressively. I'm like, Wee oui, wee, oui. Like, I, I was just lost. Oh, boy. But then at night, I wanted to go out. To, I just wanted to go out to a club. And I went to dinner. Obviously, I'm by myself. I went to dinner, sat at a restaurant, had a glass of wine, mm-hmm. ate. And then something in me was like, I don't think you should go to this club by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really speak French that well. And, like, this is a city you just don't know. And I ended up not going out to a club. I ended That's up, good. what I ended up doing was taking a very romantic boat ride by myself around the, the river that circles the Eiffel Tower.
1: There's a river that's over there. Okay. Whatever
0: that river is called, it's supposed to be like a, I don't know, it's a river the there. Loop.
1: No,
0: you, I, I feel know. like I should know the name of this river, but I don't. But um, I just took a little boat ride around the Eiffel Tower and like it, the lights come on like around midnight and I was just taking up a very romantic ass stroll by myself. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it, I'm glad I didn't go because mm-hmm. I also feel like I just, it was a great experience, but mm-hmm. like I wasn't aware until I got there. Like, girl, you might really like, you might struggle here a little bit.
1: Yeah, what's that show on HBO that was like, I'm sorry you don't understand? Or um, Wouldn't know it. You know it, because everyone was talking about it. I don't want to give it away, but there's a, a a lovely actress, black woman, who clearly is from overseas, and she's the main character. Basically, my point is is that, there are more shows like that that are just being introduced that mm-hmm. are kind of like, I think, so to me, one of the, the most significant things about seeing these shows, because you got to be able to see it before you can go for a lot of us, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing black people in Britain, seeing black people in France, seeing them in Europe, period. Knowing that there's someone like a Lewis Hamilton that exists um, and then seeing black Americans talk about going overseas in Europe and it becoming more of a thing I think that's one of the biggest benefits of COVID is that it kind of exposed Because everyone had to be inside. We just was exposed to the internet, which took us across the globe and It's like that I do want to see us. I do want to go to Ghana I do want to go like uh, Family members are planning a trip to China in the fall and being you know a anime China I mean Japanese like nerd like yeah I want to hear I want to go to China and see what it's like and I don't know I guess my point is is that seeing those shows help us to see ourselves in these spaces which encourages us to travel of course black women have been doing that already the past couple years but shout
0: out to black women
1: Shout out to black women.
0: Always leading the charge.
1: Shout out to black women.
0: But yeah, I think China's a great place to explore.
1: Not right now. It's a, it's a Next year, yeah, twenty
0: twenty three is a few days away. Okay. And I feel like you could do, you could be a whole new person if you want to be.
1: So who's the whole new person that you want to be? We kind of touched on this the last episode, but before we close out,
0: I'm just trying to get my peas.
1: Trying to get my peas, fam yeah
0: i feel like i just butchered that but like that's really what i'm trying to get I'm trying to
1: get my peas trying
0: to get my peas and just like live a little bit i mean I, I feel like i'm like i just need to live a little bit and
1: so what's one thing that's that's what's one thing you can commit to to living like oh i'm living
0: oh i'm making my way to italy i told you i'm scared i can't fit in the back of that car but i'm making my way car. to the back of their little tiny ass cars the that they have buddies? in italy no the italy has tiny ass cars
1: okay I've never been, so i really I mean, I've
0: never been either, but when you see photos of their cars, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe ride a little scooter with a little Italian king. I don't know, but anyways. Italian, um, Italian stallion. But anyways, <laughs> um, I definitely want to make my way to Italy. Okay. I want to make my way to Greece. This is so pathetic. I want to make my way to Greece, but 25% of the reason why I want to go with, to Greece is because I want... Drake song Greece playing oh my God. like in the background of my time at Greece, cause that's a sexy ass song and he makes Greece sound like, like a sexy ass probably place. One of the most
1: American things i ever like heard
0: and then um, I know somebody who's gonna be in Spain next year and you know who you are if you're listening I'm gonna come and I'm gonna bother you and we're gonna mm-hmm. have a little Spain Portugal trip so look out for me um, and then just like live a little like I just feel like so I just gotta you know ride
1: a boat in Italy what i got
0: ride a boat
1: what'd you say ride a, oh go to italy and
0: i said ride a scooter
1: scooter sorry
0: a vespa beep beep
1: okay i think for me before i go to china i want to learn a new language child there's this guy i lie to you now there's this dude on tiktok who is consistently like he surprises people people wherever he goes because he speaks various languages, and I guess, you know, the world don't expect a black man to be able to speak French and Spanish and German or Italian, but he does. And it's like, I, yeah, because I don't want to, I don't, I'd never like only learning and only knowing how to speak English. It's very ghetto. Like, and I mean ghetto in every sense of the word possible, because Have you ever been to the Word Museum?
0: There's a Word Museum? Word Museum. How many museums does the city have? It's a lot.
1: But it's this new Word Museum. It's on K Street. Word Museum, this is where your ad would go. But no, it's a new museum on on K Street. And it's really good. But it also, no, for real, because it just shows you how English is just a composite of all these different languages. And it's like, ugh. Y'all put this together. It's like when you first learn how to cook and you don't really know what you're doing. So you just throw anything in the kitchen. Still me. Hey, I'm not going to claim it, but yeah, no, for real. And it's like, I don't want to just speak English. I want to know how to speak various languages so as to, you know, be a global citizen.
0: Okay. Okay. I feel like you're going on a track where you want to learn, learn, and and branch out and expand And then I feel like I don't think I'm going to do much learning. I just want to expand. You just want to go. Yeah, I just want to go and, like, go. You just want to be out. I feel like when Mm -hmm. I was younger, I was just, like, going with the flow. And now I'm, like, all these, like, things, like, who should I be? How should I live my life? Like, bro, life is so short. You can live 120 years. Life is so short in the grand scheme of things. I'm not going to waste this next year. And I hope God is good to me.
1: Okay. So neither one of us are going to waste this next year. You are going to... Live it up a little bit more. Be I outside. Just go
0: with the flow. Go and with the live my life.
1: Live your life. You don't even need to explain outside. it. Okay, it's, 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 it just is what it, it is. It just Is what it is. You just you just out here, and I want to explore and travel and learn more about the world because it provides context. But um, we're coming up on the end of our show. We appreciate all of you for listening and taking the time to be here with us. Uh, please follow us. And check us out. We are continuing to build this podcast. And we appreciate all your help. appreciate all your comments and, and well wishes. Happy holidays to everyone.
0: And happy new year.
1: And happy new year. I'm Sean.
0: I'm Diana.
1: This is The Meeting Room. Peace.